Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. David, I love having you on the show. You know, you and I have gone back way back, way, way back, right? We've been doing this for a long time together. Love having you on. Hey, uh, I appreciate the invite, Mr. Uh... Mr. Anthony, it's been a, uh, you know, big daddy. I should call you big daddy. You know, that's, you know, like, it's big daddy, right? And people, uh, my my uh, my staff, I said, if there was one line that I use over and over again, what is it? And they're like, it's absolutely big daddy. That's your that's your thing. And you know, I, I think that's because I just can't remember people's names. I'm like, hey, what's up, big daddy? And then I kind of just took that on as my uh, my handle. And I don't know how that happened. It just you know, in life, you, you pick something up. You're like, huh. uh, yeah. so that's that's the line they contribute to me, big daddy. Yeah, well, and that's how I know you. You know, if I'm texting you or emailing, hey, Big Daddy, what's up, man? Big Daddy, hey, I uh, saw you on Facebook there making your leap in, uh, you know, Bahrain, you know, where uh, I'm the world was, traveler, you know. You know, it was fun going to go out. We were on Dubai, and that was that was Dubai, sorry. Yeah. That, that, let me tell you, those people are doing some it, it was great you know it was dogs and cats living together cultures and religions and people and they're working hard and people are making great money uh they are moving the needle forward I, I and it was beautiful too everything was pristine and you know first class i mean all the pictures that you that you posted you know and the water looked cool and just uh just looked like an awesome trip i mean it, it's worth going to it, it's uh you know, when you travel, I don't know about you, but like, there's a couple of things, right? You you eat great food, but then like your eyes eat up great visions, right? Great visuals, and uh, you, there's no lack of them there. You you uh, everything's the biggest. It's it's like the like Texas of the Middle East, right? <laughs> everything's, sure. big, everything's over the top. Uh, they had a seven star hotel. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? And. Yeah. Uh, we, we could afford, you know, uh, we stayed there, for, we were there for uh, eight days, and uh, we stayed there for, at that hotel for two days, because any more than that, my kids could not have gone to college. Uh, it was, it was, well, not, what, what was, it, what was the plane flight? How did you get there? Chicago to where? We went Chicago to Qatar, and we, we, we flew Qatar Airlines, and in Qatar to Dubai, and I'm gonna tell you something, that Qatar Airlines, they got that, they got a down path, they're, uh, uh, they do it pretty well. The trip itself was enjoyable. I, uh, I will tell you, we stopped. My wife and I are pretty good at the travel now, and we stopped there in uh, Qatar. We we got off and, you know, had a great break and a little bit of a trip around there. Ate great and uh, jumped in, took a shower, jumped, in, had another trip uh, a couple hours to Dubai, and boom, our vacation was already rolling. And uh, you know, we just went right at it. It was it was a good stop. We, we we've made the journey fun. Yeah, no, I look, look, I, you know, uh, I like looking, let's go through Facebook and, you know, but I, I was enjoying the pictures and, you know, the one when you were up on, uh, holding by the crane, having dinner that night, that was awesome. And, uh, it was just, it was just, I don't know what to expect from, uh, Mr. Amatege, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're the most interesting man in the world. No, I. It, it's my wife. It's not me. It's my wife. I'm just keeping up with her every day, and she loves traveling. And you know, we're on our way home from Dubai, and she's already plotting out her next trip. Right? It's always, you know, she's on the way home, and she's already plotting out that. What do you think about this? I'm like, great. If you want to go, that's, that's I'm there. And uh, and she's she by day she's a lawyer. By night she's like this want to be travel agent and, and seriously by the time we're done and we get there she knows who owns the hotel and how long they've been doing it and their kids and their family and then uh, the 15 perfect things to do while we're there uh you know it, it's fun having an enthusiast travel enthusiast as a wife it's inspiring and then you know then what happens you know some places we go by ourselves and some places we go with the kids and that was when we were like all right let's just go because uh we only we wanted to go to that dubai expo and i can only get two tickets and uh so that was cool it was, it was to go there uh and see all the pavilions of the you know every country had a pavilion and every pavilion was about uh sustainability 
you know, technology and a little bit of cultural experience about each one of the countries. So it was kind of like going to Epcot, you know, uh, without the rides. There was just a lot yeah. of great stuff about each country and uh, uh, the United States had, a, they, they, you know, they held up pretty well. And India uh, was, was over the top and Saudi Arabia did some cool ones and every pavilion was, was really, really cool. So I think that was worth seeing uh, as, as a whole. And, and then we got to go see uh, the Burj Khalifa, the uh, the tallest building in the world. And man, those that, that was that was that was cool. Uh, they have a light show in front of that thing at night, and they light the whole building up, and it shines and glows, and it's 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 cool. And then it's in front of a mall, and we were shopping at like one o'clock in the morning, and you see people. I mean, every single person's got you know bags and bags in their hands. Their communities aren't doing bad. They're they're you know I, I always look at people and say. These people have some money. They're, they, you know, no matter who they were, the rich Arabs or the, or the middle class one, uh, you know, uh, uh, folks there. It seemed like everybody was doing very, very well uh, by the shopping they're doing. Yeah. Hey, listen. You can always sell bags in the hand. Uh, tells a lot, you know, just in general, you know, as far as wherever you go. So, uh, but it, it, listen, they were awesome pictures. I mean, just everything it looked really, really cool. Every day I was looking for something else, you know. And uh, so we appreciate you, you know, uh, sharing your travel experience. You know, that's the beauty of the internet and digital. You know, it's like, you know, I can sit in my office in the morning and I'm going through, I'd like to always do my happy birthdays in the morning and, you know, getting notified and, and uh, you know, there I'm scrolling through and there's, you know, Mr. Anthony and, you know, uh, and, uh, and Sophia, you know, halfway across the world, maybe three quarters of the way around the freaking globe and, uh, you know, just, uh, hanging out and uh you know just we appreciate you sharing all that stuff you know because uh you know some people won't do that stuff you know so. traveling has become so much easier and and uh i think that as we do this you know breaking the barrier you know it, it, it once you break the seal of travel you know a lot of my friends that haven't traveled yet i'm like just make one easy trip right go to go to rome right you can go from here to Rome and back. And it's an easy trip. Everybody there speaks English. You, you, the food, everybody loves Italian food. You can't go wrong with Italian food. And not only that, Rome has a lot of great foods from around the world. I mean, actually, they have great Indian food too. If you like Indian food. Um, and everywhere you look is like a postcard. You look over here or go to Greece, go from here to go to here to Athens and back. You can get tickets, you know, sometimes off season, you know, they're six or 700 bucks. And, uh, you know, you just break the seal of travel and you find out, okay, it's not that it, it's a, a big expensive weekend here can be just as much. If you go out to dinner with the family, uh, you know, to a steakhouse, you're spending five or 600 bucks going to dinner here and the same money on a trip. And some of you remember forever, right? Now all of a sudden it's, it's not so bad. And, you know, we, we're kind of the nature of buy it on your card, your credit card, uh, buy the tickets and pay it off before you leave. And then it, when your expenses while you're traveling, you kind of, you know, you, you come with some and it's not, it's not such a bad thing to absorb if you just do it a little bit at a time. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I have, uh, my, I haven't really traveled that much. I mean, I've been everywhere, a lot of places, haven't been to Bahrain, you know, or, you know, but you know, I've been to Egypt and, uh, you know, been to Brazil and, you know, uh, and, yeah, just about all the United States. I uh, haven't gone to Montana, which I'd love to see, and uh, uh, haven't been to Hawaii yet. But other than that, I've seen just about all the United States. Driven across it multiple times. When I went to DU, I used to drive across, so I saw a lot of stuff. And um, uh, but my first trip was uh, this past December when I flew out for Phoenix for Center Build, and uh, you know, and uh, that was my first trip. You know, you know what was weird was that when I went to book my ticket on a million miler on Delta. And I went to book my uh, ticket and I was like, oh my God, I forgot my password to log in. I had to look it up on my phone because I hadn't traveled in two freaking years. <laughs> right? I mean, you it, know, it's crazy. And then they were doing construction at the Atlanta airport and I didn't know where to catch the shuttle, you know, and I came, so I, I went to the guy at the front side of the head, dude, a million miler. Where do I catch the shuttle, man? The construction's finished. I don't know where everything is. And it's been two, you know, two years since I had gotten there. So uh, anyway, it's a, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, traveling, you know, it, it's a mixed bag because you got, you got to go through all the rigmaroles of getting there. But once you're there, as long as you have nice weather and, you know, good food and all, it's all worth it, you know, and then you get the pictures as, as the memories. So, uh, 
Right, you break through the fear, right? A lot of times it's that hassle of traveling, maybe a little fear of traveling. And, you know, I think on the other side, what I like about it for me is it inspires me, right? Like when I go see something new, I look at them and, and they're just like in uh, Dubai, there's so many amazing things going on that are like in the construction world, they're breaking barriers, right? They're, they're building faster than ever. And I'm constantly looking for... I think sometimes we get stuck in ways of being over here and I, I look at them and go, man, they're putting buildings up so fast and the, and the work they're doing, it's beautiful, right? Like beautiful architecture, great work. Uh, the communities are, are, are working well together and it, it just, it, it kind of inspires me. So as, as we travel, I think there's a lot of inspiration in that. The, uh, uh, and then I also just, you know, I think it really vacations for me are eating out somewhere else. So I love yeah. eating out. So that's great. You know, it's good to see you at Center Build uh, and folks back out in the public uh, going to conventions. You know, it was, uh, shows like Center Build uh, also, you know, kind of kind of getting together with my friends and hearing new ideas. Uh, you know, hearing that retail isn't dead. You know, all through all through the pandemic, it was kind of like, ah, everybody shopped online. Is the retail world going to ever come back? And it's coming back, right? We're seeing we're seeing a lot of uh, great things that are happening in the retail world. Uh, people are, are, you know, they're they're uh, they they like shopping online. It's convenient, but there's also something about uh, going to a, a bricks and sticks store and and trying it. I mean, at least for me, I. Uh, I, there's, I, certain, there's, all, there's certain things I'm going to buy online and there's certain <laughs> things like, like Mama, she's, she's online every night scrolling through her phone, you know, looking, you know, just looking like she's got, you know, she's on, she's got projects. So she's looking for pillows. She's looking for this. She's looking for that, you know, and, uh, and then she's looking at dogs. Hey, look at this one. I'm like, I have five dogs. Hopefully they won't bark while we're, we're on this thing. So anyway, but certain things, I, you know, I want to, uh, you know, like when do you, they uh, won the national championship. So I know what size my jersey is. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting my, I'm, I need another jersey, you know, another championship on. So, you know, I ordered that one online. Now, I'm going to go buy a car or something like that. I want to go sit in it. I want to, you know, uh, you know, my, my kid just bought his, 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 his first car. Well, he bought a bunch of trucks, but he got his first truck. So uh, we looked at so many trucks over the last three months. I can tell you everything you want to know. I have an F-150. So he wanted an F-150. We looked around and... By the time you get to the car dealership, it was already sold. I mean, it was it was insane. There's no cars in the lot. And, um, uh, but, so I found this one truck for him. I said, look, this is the one, but I had found two other ones. I said, look, we'll go look at these two and then you'll look at this one. So I'd send him pictures, which was great. Once again, technology, you can send the interior and the engine and all that. And then he drove back over from Charleston because he's working for Boeing. And um, uh, we looked at the two and then, you know, he bought it, you know, but, I told her, I was like, look, pictures are great, but when you see it in person, it's a whole different ball game. He's like, oh man, you were kidding me. This thing is mint. You know, we found a used truck. It was leased. The guy totally took care of it. Didn't have any nicks in it. And uh, so anyway, certain things you got, you got to look at, you know I, I mean? But I bought, I bought a car online. I, I, we bought uh, that Carvana. We bought an F-150 for, uh, for one of our superintendents, for, for Joe, my son, who uh, he was going out to Denver and he's like, you know, he's been using his kind of his personal car. And I said, yeah, you, you're probably time for you deserve a, a company truck. And we got him an F-150 and I bought that on Carvana. I, I would never saw it. Uh, we had gone and looked at uh, some cars at CarMax and at the, at the dealership. And, you know, we kind of knew exactly what we wanted and we kind of dialed it in. And we bought it on, on Carvana and they made it effortless. Like literally, literally they dropped it off behind my house. Oh, and yeah. it was my, my parents did the same thing. They bought it on Carvana. They had delivered it. They traded the other, picked the other car up, delivered the other one. I mean, it, you know, it was, you know what the crazy thing is? The minute I, I, I'm online on my phone and he would send me, you know, a picture of a truck that he found. All of a sudden I'm getting bombarded by truck. <laughs> That's you right. know? Every other five minutes, I'm getting a notification. I'm just swiping through them, you know, looking and looking. I'm like, okay, this one looks good. Copy the link. Hey, what do you think of this one? I mean, technology is freaking unbelievable. It just is, you know. And listen, they're, 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 your phone's snooping on you. You make a word, boom, you get an ad popped at you, you know. It's insane, you know. Not that I don't think it's bad, but, you know, yeah. this, it was kind of nice. But now I'm still getting the trucks, you know, I'm still getting them. It and, takes uh, maybe to get used to, right? The, the change of having a phone that listens to you. You know, uh, 
I'm always like, well, I don't want them listening to me. But, but then I'm like, what are they going to hear? That I, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm in the bathroom or something? All right, sorry, I'm in the bathroom, and and you're listening to my bathroom. But uh, Siri's always listening, right? She's always got her. Hey, listen, your phone, your phone is like, it's actually, it's, it's a double-edged sword because some people think, oh, my God, I'm not going to pick up the phone. It could be this or that. But having a phone conversation with someone versus email or we a Zoom, Having just a simple phone call, man, it goes a long way. And I'm just telling you that your phone is, you know, even though it's eavesdropping on you and it keeps all your contacts and it's got all these, ma you know, having a simple phone call versus sending an email and picking up the phone is golden because people's just, you know, like here we're talking, this is great, but having a nice little phone call, it's very personal. You know, you're not going to be able to replace that either. It's not going to go away. And it, 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 uh they're getting smarter. Like, you know, uh, we were just down at McDonald's uh, World Convention in Orlando. Oh, right? I saw it, that picture too in the yeah, in the car. Awesome. And uh, yeah, no, I saw it. Yeah, yeah I was kind of there with the, We brought Fia down there, and she. I mean, she's eight years old, and she goes to the World Convention at McDonald's. And then they they open up uh, the Universal Studios, and you get the, a free night over there. McDonald's, they're they're an amazing company to check out, right? They they literally everybody that works there is super nice, and they're really. Uh, believe it or not, they're one of the best companies I've ever worked for. In fact, they may be the best company I've ever worked for. They're uh, just friendly people working hard and uh, supporting each other. But, you know, they're... Um they're now working on a bunch of neat technology, right? You can see the future where they're dri they're working with Watson, right? They now have em employed Watson as their drive. You, you want to do something cool for the magazine? They've got a whole thing on on Watson where the drive drive through, you go through there and Watson answers. There's a woman's voice and hey, welcome to McDonald's and she takes your order and and she can you know and and it was fun. Fia and I and and so for you you go into this kind of room and you get the experience of Watson, right? So Fia's trying to trick it. She's like. I like a cappuccino with cheese and I'll take a, a W. So she was trying to, you know, be the, the noisy kid in the back seat as we're ordering right, and see right. how it would react. And it did great, man. I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's a step forward, right? Imagine you know, for McDonald's having consistency at the drive-through, having, you know, multiple, having multiple lanes, being able to get people through at the same time, uh, you know, just, uh, and, and the labor itself, you know, the troubles they're having with uh, getting, getting, uh, you know, employees so now they can focus on other things in the, in the you know in the office so it's fun watching how that technology is advancing and you can see very quickly how you'll order you know they'll have proximity uh, sensors where you'll order and as you pull into the parking lot you'll be able to go through the drive-through or you'll be able to pull in and sit down and the food will come to you never going to the register Right. Imagine that. Imagine never going up there and having to order. Your food kind of comes out to you. The restaurant is, is you know, the food's hot and it orders and delivers it and has it right to where you're at uh, right when you get there. So some of that technology is it's a little weird that's watching you, like knowing where you're at. But it's also kind of fun that it, it does that. So, you know, uh, you know, you can order uh, a lot smarter. Yeah, you know, the, the roller coaster that we've gone through over the last 24 months, it's been an amazing transformation of catalysts of pushing companies to, to go into the, to the new age uh, and get rid of some of the dog stores, implement some, some new looks. You won't recognize retail in five years or restaurants, the, you know, dining in restaurants, you know, well, maybe not sit down, but like fast food, McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A. I mean, Chick-fil-A is building up this, uh, uh, project they don't even have inside dimes it's like eight lanes they're not even doing it, you know and, they, uh, need it. they need it right because their freaking drive-thrus are it, first of all they're they're the most amazing at drive-thru right? oh, no. they got a line down the road and you're through it in like a minute you're like how the flip yes. did that happen right yeah. people just bags they, they've got they got they got eight lanes they got four new, you know they're building this and they knock the other one down the franchisee but I mean, our, our, ours locally here in Swanee, uh, the guy that owns it, oh my God, he's got to be on, you should see that place every day at lunch. The line is, it's one, two, they put the canopy up now, so you're underneath the stage, you didn't get baked in the, in the, in the, in the summer heat. Uh, <laughs> they, you know, they, they thought about everything, but you know, the store's there, and uh, uh, they had a Starbucks right next door. It was like the most amazing location. The Starbucks was lined up, and the Chick-fil-A's lined up, but you know, it's amazing though. Just just talking about in general, 
all of the, you know, uh, you know, there was a, uh, one of the, uh, who was it? Uh, Golden Corral. I mean, they took it on the chin of COVID because they were, you know, buffet style. Now they're coming back. Got a new concept. They made things safer. They thought things through. I saw, I saw, uh, uh, you know, the VP on uh, LinkedIn the other day he was at some show and, you know, and everybody was saying, Hey, you know, it was great to see you coming back and, you know, they're building stores and, you know, reopening with, the, with a new look. And, uh, you know, listen, we went there when my kid was younger, you know, like everybody else, you know, you, you would go there. And uh, so I just think that, it, you know, you, you got to think a little out of the box. Your main thing is you want to sell stuff. You want to make money, but also you want to make it as user friendly as possible, as well as as convenient as possible as well. And um, uh, it, it's just been, you know, just, uh, you know, whether you're in hospitality, retail, healthcare uh any of those things the name of the game is customer service you gotta be customer service customers are golden they're number one on, on the priority uh number two you gotta have a great product three you gotta back it up and four you always want to be reinventing yourself because if you're not growing you're dying you know that's retail you know and i would say and i don't mean to be a mcdonald's commercial but i literally that's that was our whole convention was you know their customer experience they you can get delivery hot and fresh the way they wanted their everything that they're doing in the store itself is designed so that there's so much more throughput from multiple different angles right that's that facility takes in you know, the uber eats the drive-through folks the people the in, in-store dining and the amount of volume that store can handle today with the technology and i think that's really kind of one of the keys to technology is that it is constantly i don't know that our lives get like like i always think that one day i'm going to be able to golf all day and make money and and that's not true the truth is it's just that my life gets a little faster and i'm able to make more money with less uh with with less intent you know with less work you know it actually becomes a little bit more intense but you know, like McDonald's, they're using technology to handle the drive-through, right? Like, let's say the drive-through gets handled by that. Now, the rest of the facility gets a little bit more efficient. And you can see, as they continue to automate different parts of the line and change it, and, and, and oftentimes you hear people like, "Well, what happens if they automate everything? What about those jobs?" I always love this argument. Like, someone's like, "We should stop growing and not do technology because people are going to lose their jobs." I'm like, "You caveman." Right, someone's got to build that stuff. Yeah, like, like someone's got to build it. Someone's got to operate it. You know, someone's got to deliver it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we answered phones like this. You know, Chicago five five five, right? And then then we answered phones like this with the with the rotary phones, and now we all have cell phones, and people still have jobs, but all those jobs changed, right? And the evolution of the human and the evolution of the of the careers will change, and we'll get more productive, and we'll make more money doing it. Ultimately. You know, the we make more money than the systems make more money, right? You know, so it's it's kind of a cool uh, evolution to go through. But it's, you know, I, I watch them. Uh, the technology in the store they're using is is amazing. They're, they they continue with the apps and the stuff they're doing there, and the and the automation of the system. Then the food they're working on, they're working on like like organic food. I mean, can you imagine McDonald's talking about organic and and the best burger and they're, the stuff that they're putting together from a quality point of view you're like wow that's mcdonald's right the they kind of handled uh throughput and, and be a production but now they're up in the ante on the food quality right that's kind of cool and then their experience in the future stores i mean it's never looked better i mean they're inside of mcdonald's they're breaking i mean they're, they're freaking cool inside and you're like that's a mcdonald's it used to be all plastic and fiberglass and you know ronald mcdonald everywhere you're kind of like now it's uh, become a cool third place. I, I mean, I don't know if you'd call it a third place, but it's still. No, look, 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 I have a kid. I went to McDonald's. I did all the birthday parties and stuff. So I totally, uh, you know, I totally get all that stuff. You know, when we bought, we went to the dealership to get my kid's car. And, and I'm a Ford guy. We've had so many Fords. Ford loves me. I mean, I don't know how many Fords I've had. Anyway. All American. All Amer you are an All American. You are definitely, you, yeah. David, are an All American. Well, I, I do have an RX-8 that, that's sitting in, you know, it, it, you know, that's sitting in my garage, but, you know, it's a collector. I'm not getting rid of it. But anyway, uh, we go into this dealership and I had been, we bought in probably, I don't know how many cars from them, but I hadn't been in the dealership for a while. We go in there. It's like a freaking hotel. Nice sofas, big screen TV nice little area for food and, and you know i mean i could have freaking stayed overnight there you know and they look me you know they know i'm coming they have the truck pulled up 
you know, when we got there, they, you know, they looked me up and like, oh my God, here's a, here's an elite customer. We love him, you know, bought all these trucks and cars. And so we go in there and, uh, but it was, it was unbelievable to see. And, and I went to a bunch of dealers, you know, all over, you know, trying to find these cars. And uh, so some weren't, weren't as nice, but this one was beautiful. You want to talk about experience. I mean, I was there, yeah. you know, you got to go through all the paperwork and everything else. And I was, you know, my son bought it and, and but still, yeah, you know, you're there for a couple hours, you know, you want, they go look at it, yeah. drive and sit back, you hang, you know, time flies. But, you know, in the old days, you're sitting at that stupid little desk, you know, in a metal yeah. chair, you know, the, the only thing I still don't like about the cars that, that, that Carvana doesn't do is like, if you go to into a dealership, you know, you, you don't want to, we were, I was, we already know he was already pre-approved. He already had his money. He was already ready to go. All you had to do is, you know, buy the car. But a couple of these other places we went to, you know, you had to sit down. They have the middleman. I'm like, why don't you just bring the 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 the, the, the oh, money manager here? I don't want to deal with this. So that I hate. Let me finish. So the one, one one truck we wanted, right? It needed new tires, you know. And uh, I I said, look, those tires are probably 200 bucks, 250 bucks a piece to get back, you know, put on about a thousand bucks. I go, look, knock a thousand off, and we'll, we'll drive that truck off the lot. He's like, oh. Uh, my guy's only, he came back, he goes, my guy's only going to bring me 750. I go, you're only going to give me three tires? <laughs> I go, what the, what's that? I go, I'm walking. I, I don't even want to deal with you guys. We left. We left. Mr. Carson, Mr. Carson. No, I told you. You know, he's got to get back to work tomorrow. We want to drive this truck. I don't want to drive no bald tires all the way across I-24 or I-26 to, you know, Columbia to, to Charleston on bald tires. You know, if it rains tonight, you know, it's dangerous. I want to get the car up the street so we can get new tires put on the thing. And uh, so, but other than that, you dealers out there, I'm telling you, get rid of the middleman. Okay? Uh, it's, I, I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You guys are, that's, that's like this century, you know? So it's, it's ultimate in brain damage. I, I went to a, uh, you know, I, 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 last time I bought a car before the one I have now, I, uh, I went into a CarMax, but I was ready. I didn't, I didn't know I was ready. Like I was ready for that dealership experience. Like I I'd researched a car. I knew how much I wanted to pay. And I was, uh, I, I walked in and CarMax had this thing. It's one price as is it's all certified. They've checked all the tires. They check everything. They, it's all ready for you, right? And you get a seven-day guarantee, and you can take yeah, it, you back. Bring it back. And you bring it back. And and you get a warranty, a thirty-day warranty. If anything pops up, and they they've been great about stuff. Like if you don't see something, you get home, you're like, oh look at that. There's a you know plastic missing or something. They'll fix it. And I walked in, and this woman Ethel just took one boxing glove off with one hand. She took the boxing glove off. I ended up buying two cars. I walked out with two cars. I'm like, it was such a great experience. I'm like, I'll take that one. And then it made it easy. And, fine. and it became, I was, I, it, you know, then I, I needed, I was like, I have seven, I have seven people in my family now. We have five kids and we have the two of us. I'm like, there's always seven people, seven people are, uh, you know, in the family. I'm like, I need, I need a bigger vehicle. And I'm not driving a minivan. You know, not that minivans are bad, but I didn't want a minivan. And right. she, walked in and we, she walked over to a, a Suburban and she didn't even get in a car. She just like opened the door and she reached in and she turned it on and it had like one of those muffler packages. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like yeah. I can drive that and be a dad and carry soccer balls and all the stuff I need to carry as a dad. She was, yeah, yeah, that's the price. Great. I did. I walked out. I, I, it took me 15 minutes. By the, I took a couple pictures, sent it to Soph, and she's like, you just, you're buying a car right now? I'm like, yeah, I'm buying this car. She goes, great. Bring it back. I don't have to go to the dealership. No, no, we're done. My daughter and I bought it, and it was like that easy, right? Uh, take the ease out of it, right? They, they're getting smarter and smarter uh, of ways of doing it. And I, I bought a Tesla in like 15 minutes. I want to test it. Yeah. It's, it's a really good story. So my, my son's been flipping cars. He's been flipping motorcycles. He, he's, he, he's a mechanic. He, he's into all this stuff. So he had a 2005 uh, AMG Mercedes. They only made so many of them. Had a racing package on it. But it was cost them about 600 bucks. They don't make them anymore. It was in mint condition. Black, tan interior. Beautiful. Really fast. But you spend about 600 bucks a month to go to and from his uh, place in Mount Pleasant to Boeing and back. And then, you know, you know to the gym. And I said, look, for the amount of money you're spending on gas, you could get a Tesla. So this guy had a Tesla used one. It was only two years old. He was an independent dealer working out of his house. So I never, I had sat in him on trade show floors. I sat in the SUV, the sedan. This was a sedan, but I'd never driven in one. So we get in that car and we go on the ride. 
<laughs> oh my God. Talk about technology. Oh and this guy God. knew everything about it. I mean, he was dialed. He knew every, he's showing us up and he, he takes his hand off the steering wheel. And we're driving and I'm like, oh my God, this is just dicey. And he said, Dave, you know, you travel, right? Or you did, you know, I said, if you had this car, you could program this car to drive you down to the airport, drop you off, and it will drive itself back and park itself in the freaking garage. He said, there's a nuclear bomb attack, God willing, you know, God forbid. He said, the air filtration system in here will save you, you know, eventually you're gonna have to get out. So, you know, but it'll save you. <laughs> Must thought about everything, the stereo system, it was comfortable. And let me tell you, Talk about fast. I saw this thing on Facebook. It beat a Lamborghini and a new Corvette off the line, you know, and uh, it, it was just amazing. Now, here's the hitch. The batteries only last for 10, 10 hours, you know, 10 years, warranty, and they're toxic. So there's, a, there's an issue with getting, now I'm not pounding on Tesla, and I'm a recycler, so I understand this. It's just like the windmills. They've got all, you know, you can have all these wind farms, all those blades on and stuff. They're toxic. So there's a hitch with that stuff. All you green guys out there, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. But where are we going to put all this stuff if we're going to go electric? That's a problem. So, but. You know, they'll have, have a solution. But you look, by the time they get to that point, I mean, at, at, in the beginning, you're, you're, you're right. But my bet is that, you know, what he's working on and the stuff that he's doing, by the time he gets to, to uh, you know, a, a, a big enough size, They'll find ways to recycle those batteries into some material that will work. You know, the, yeah. the other thing, the other thing is, is that it takes so much construction of digging up all the dirt and all that. And I'm not pounding on. It. I'm just, I'm just stating fact. I'm, you know, I'm a fat guy. I don't go down the rabbit holes. I deal in fact. That <laughs> I just saw a thing that it takes like five hundred thousand tons of dirt to find to build one lithium battery. So, from a from a conservation point of view for all the greenies out there, all right? And I'm a recycler, so I'm on the green side, okay? My, my, my parents, we've been recycling since 1888, okay? We were doing recycling before it was even a fact. 1888, wait, 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 what were you guys recycling back then, horse shit? Come on. I don't know, but my, my, my parents' company's called Maripolic Steel. We've been really? recycling steel since 1888, oh, okay. and it's still cool. in business, okay? Cool. I worked in the scrapyard and all this stuff. Another man's junk is another man's gold. Okay, so, so I mean, we recycle everything. I, you know, the bottom line is I had to do my time. Like all the sons, we got our driver's license. When we were sixteen. So we did. I had to go into the scrapyard. I dug. I, I did the acetylene torch. I shoveled asbestos. I did demolition. I laid railroad tracks. I, and now my cousins are running the company. You know, and I'm in construction. I'm just not. You know, I could have gone into the business. I didn't. I, you know, went one, but I'm still in construction. So, but the. Uh, the, the, the thing about, uh, you know, Tesla, it was an amazing machine, beautiful lines, quiet, stereo, unbelievable. I mean, everything you thought about was great, you know, and uh, but getting back to my thing, it takes so much dirt and so much of, you know, that stuff to build one car that you got, you know, that's that's the thing that kind of like, hmm, you know, because I think of the earth as a living thing. You know, it's, you got trees, you got the oil, you got dirt, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just like our bodies. you got water, you got blood, you got organs, you got all these things that you have to maintain. It's like a machine. So these are the things that Mr. Musk, if you're out there listening, I'm just telling you as a consumer, love the car, but there's some issues on the back end that need to be fixed. You know? by, by the way, he listens every week. I'm telling you, I, I, I've painted yeah. it. He, he's listening every week. You know, the, the thing I, I, I see, though, is as we expand, we, and we keep expanding. You have a Tesla? You have a Tesla? I love my Tesla. I love that car. I've I've had lots of cars in my life. That I have a Model X. That thing makes, every time I get in it, and my wife, when we first got it, she's like, I'm not driving that thing. I'm going to drive the Suburban. Oh, you probably can't get out of her hands now. Get out of my, get out of my car. She, and, and not only that, she eats in my car. And I'm like, like she, her and the kids eating there, the little piglets. I'm like, I love her, my wife today. And she can do whatever she wants because I love my wife. But she eats in my car, and that makes me insane. And But that car makes me so flipping happy. I get in it. It's fast. It's I would fun. totally buy a Tesla. I, I love it. Oh, God, it's, it's sexy. When we were in the dealership, they wanted to give me uh, my, my, I have a 2015 F-150, 
It only has, I don't go anywhere. I work out of my house. It only has about 60,000 miles on it. It's in mint condition, loaded. You're a little man that drives back and forth from church every week. That's it. You're like that perfect car. So he goes, hey, Mr. Corson, we, we need, how much you want for your car? You could have that brand new electric over there for whatever. And you can power your house on it. And, uh, you know, so my next car, when I get my, when I upgrade, I want the F-150 electric. And I don't, know if, I'll, I don't, I don't know if I'll go for the top of the line one, but. It'll power the house if there's anything goes wrong for X amount of days. Uh, you know, just it, it, just a beautiful car. And, uh, you know, uh, the thing about Tesla was amazing is, you know, 200 miles. So Charleston to here, the guy's like, hey, you can even find the charging stations along the way. It'll tell you where they're at. Yeah. You could buy the adapter for the supercharge quick. Boeing had four charging stations on their thing. So he could go to work, the two to 10 shift, plug his car in. And, but, it, it was just an amazing. If anybody has not been in a Tesla, you got to go for a test drive. It'll, it'll, it'll just talk about technology. I mean, all the stuff we're talking about, it'll blow you away. What's going on with that? It, it's so my, my my buddy Gmo calls me up. He goes, "Hey, uh, hey, I got a ride. I got a test drive in one of those uh, one of those Teslas. You want to go with me?" I'm like, yeah, I'll go with you. This is a couple of years back, 2018, when I bought the car. He goes, oh, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love to go with you. And we go and we drive. And the, and the, the guy did the same thing. He, we're driving on the highway and he turns around, and he starts looking at me. And he's not looking at the road. I'm like, hey, 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 wait, hey, hey, the road. He's like, no, it's driving itself. I'm like, what? And he's over here and he's playing, he was, he was doing that patty game. He's like, watch, watch. We're going around a corner, it goes around a corner. I'm like, what? Yeah. Got all the sensors. It's unbelievable. It's great. It's unbelievable. We're going like 70 miles an hour down the... I'm like, this is amazing. And then, then we pull in a parking lot and he hits a little button and it parks itself. And I'm like, <laughs> this is awesome. And uh, it was like, I I just could see myself. I'm like, this this is changing my... This is game changer. Like all of a sudden, I got inspired. I bought the... I, I walked back. I bought a car. And my... And my <laughs> I called Sophie. I bought another car without calling her. And uh, she calls me and she says, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm buying a Tesla. And my son was there and she's like, he bought another car without me. And he goes, look how much of that Tesla is. I'm like, well, I did get the, I got the ridiculous one and, and it's fun. And it's, and it's got the Model X. And I guess my son told her how much I spent. And I'm like, I'm going to have to answer that one, but I got the extended batteries and I got the warranties and I, you know, and, and it's, it's got the self Now it hasn't gotten that far where it can drive itself back. I, you know, I, I don't know they're, they're kind of that that's coming and they say one day it'll be able to robo taxi and all that, but it's not quite there yet. Now it's fun. Like I can get in and I can program it to drive on the highway and get off the highway and do a couple of things. This guy said, he goes, you can, you can drive this to the airport and program it and it'll drive itself back and park it right here in this, in this driveway. It will. It will, but not yet. There, we haven't. Uh, this is what the guy told me, and I was like, yeah, okay, "That's okay. awesome." I don't to, you know, I mean, it, it, it just, you know, you know, but you know, but, you know if that's the only thing that that really didn't happen, all the other things that yeah, were, yeah, right, right, right. and like I told him, I said, "Look, if it's about the same amount of money you're going to spend on gas, it's a wash, and then you have an asset that's paid off, and you can keep it. You can always get another battery, or you could sell it and get an upgrade." Uh, they come to you if anything breaks. They come to your house. You don't have to take it awesome. to the dealership. Uh, and, the service is amazing. You know, I mean, just everything. And and so, I, and I wasn't even a tech, but after I came back, he's like, Dad, man, I can't believe you're, you're thinking about, you know, I said, they, may, bro, man, may, if you don't buy that, maybe, uh, you know, maybe we'll buy it. You know, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I sold my house back in October. So I got, I'm living in a little shack while I'm building up on the lake. And yeah. uh I don't have enough room for, I, you know, we had like six cars at one time, you know, and, and you know, now we're, so it, it's, but. Wait, 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 the cars that are in the yard that are so high, you can't see. Listen, I know you're in Atlanta. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. Uh, no, no, listen, I, you know, I haven't been broken ground because I, I don't want to, I don't want to spend all the money on the inflation. Plus I don't know if I, know I get all the products and all this other stuff. So I'm just kind of sitting on my land. The HOA is like, Hey, Mr. Corsi, you're going to break land? Man, I'm like, look, if you want me to clear the land, I will. But nothing in my contract said how long I had to take to build my, my we have the plans. I'm just, I'm just sitting on waiting for things to come down. So I know because, you know, you're in construction, you do a project, you bid it out. And then all of a sudden you have to add another 30, 40, 50% because prices have gone up on everything that depending on what you're looking at, that you're like, oh, well, you know, and 
you're a businessman, you know, you want to make escalations, money. Escalations were real. I mean, they're real. And, and I'm starting to see it, the curve starting to head back down. Uh, you know, it's it's time to do that. It, it got a little ridiculous there. There are 60% increases across the board on, on, on materials and availability. And, and then what happens, everybody panicked. And, you know, companies bought, you know, air, air you know, uh, restaurant groups that were working for bought air conditioners for all their projects for a year out. Now, you know, it was just like when the pandemic happened, everybody ran out to buy toilet paper and they bought enough for two pandemics. And, you know, that, uh, that fear kicks in and that starts to start, started a little gluttony. And now there's a little bit of a choke in there, but you're starting, starting to see wood prices come down. Materials are starting to become available. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it'll get back there. It'll, it'll normalize out uh, pretty quickly here. And, you know, through this whole experience, you know, everybody's had to get smarter about the way we do things. We lost a lot of people to the industry, the construction industry. A lot of people left. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure where everybody went. The restaurant world and the, the construction world, it's like aliens came in and sucked them up off the, off the earth. But or they all went and started other careers. I think, you know, they, they learned in the pandemic they could do some other stuff. Uh, even though we worked the whole time, we worked all the way through the pandemic in, in our in our. Uh, Me too. I worked through it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not essential. I worked all the way through it. That's the sector I'm in. Hey, this morning I'm talking to a contractor out in California, and I was like, "Hey, how's business? Blah blah blah. You're up early." And I go, "Well, I know I have to catch you early in the morning because I know you're out and about." I go, "So how's business?" He goes, "Yeah, it's it, it's really good, but you know, I could use about five more superintendents and five more PMs, and I'd be golden, you know, but I can't find them." They're nowhere to be we're, we're, No, we're, we're work hard. You know, but we're lucky is that we never let go of our people. We kept them all through the pandemic. And, uh, uh, you know, now we're, we're, we're benefiting from that because, you know, we, we're, we held strong and Hey, thank, thank God for the PPE and all that stuff. They really did help companies like us, uh, get through it. And it was, it was hard. It, I, I'm not gonna tell you that we made any money during the pandemic. We, you know, barely, uh, we, you know, we barely made it through. And, and if anything, we went, you know, went, uh, we lost some money, but we made it. We had enough reserves to do so. Thank God for, for that. But now we have the benefit of that because we have the staff to go forward. And the programs that were, you know, that were kind of, uh, all, they're all kind of pent up. And now we're rolling through some great stuff and, and great pro, you know, projects. And the customers that uh, we kept, you know, we, we just kept working and said, hey, look, we're, we'll, uh, we, we got smarter. We figured out how to, you know, instead of trade stack everybody on, on the job set at one time, we went to shift stacking. And that was revolutionary for us. We spread that, you know, it used to be everybody went to work at 630 in the morning on a yeah. job set mm-hmm. and, and quit at, at two. But now we figured out, look, there's a lot of people that will come in. There's a lot of the older guys like me that get up at three in the morning. I'm going to, I get up early, right? I'm way early. And I'd love to get in and out of something early. And yeah, I'm at the gym at 4.30, right? And when that door opens, the ladies, they're looking at me every day. I'm, I'm, I'm opening and I'm there early. And we found a lot of people that want to go to work early. And then we had a lot of the young guys that stay up late and they're like, hey, we don't really want to get up at four o'clock in the morning. We don't mind going to work at 10 or 11. And it was great because now we can have people who want to work later, be on a job site till seven or eight o'clock, depends where they're at. And now we spread the load out because project management skills have changed the software that we use, the way that we look at job sites, the way that we communicate with each other. We're able to have it so that a job site can have a lot bigger uh, time period than ever before. In fact, I, I want to say that's the trick uh, to the future. That if you look at, and uh, we work on that almost every day around here, is that uh, we watch our job. We have job site cameras on every on every job site. And we just watch the productivity of, of it. And we start thinking, all right, how do we get more things in through that time, right? Where, you know, what can we do to get that job site? And, and you can see a future where robotics will come in and work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And across uh, the interviews that I'm doing here, I, I see the newest robots that are coming out. The, I mean, it's cool what's, what's coming out in the construction world. And you can squint your eyes and very quickly see robots working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, building stuff. And, you know, maybe set the robots free at night to do, you know, drill, you know, uh, uh, the guys over at Hilti got this great new robot called the J-Bot. And it, it screws uh, uh, fasteners in, in the ceilings for, for, you know, high rises. You can see it really easily where you can set it free, you know, at the end of a shift, it can drill a thousand holes for all the hangers that need to get hung for, you know, the HVAC and the plumbing and, Come back in the morning and the guys are just boom. They could they could do that in the J yeah, no mm-hmm. Right. They they can work by themselves all day. And uh, you know, that that being 
you know, it's something that used to take two or three people to do. And I, you know, you can see how, and, and it's way, consistent too. Consistent you know? and perfectly on, like you're not, you don't get to the other side and find off your, your quarter inch off where, you know, two guys were working, you know, one on one side, one on the other side, get to the middle. Also they're just, and hangers don't work unless they're perfectly on. You can't bend metal that way. And, uh, you know, the J bot is, you can hear that's to me, that's the bag phone of cellular. Remember the bag phone? Remember those big old, you know, you had the big old yeah. suitcase you had to carry with you. And today you got this old thing. The J bot today is here. It's a start down the path. You can very quickly see how that robot on a job site starts with just be, they're just drilling up, which is a pain in the ass. I mean, if you ever drilled up, having that stuff, you know, the, the cement fall on your face while you're doing it. Right, it's a pain in the ass, and your arms. You know, even with we've interviewed guys with exoskeletons and all the stuff, but you know, you're on an exoskeleton trying to drill upwards. It's not that easy. Uh, It helps, but it's not that easy. Still, a painful job. Now the JBot does that thing, and here, just imagine you you got a thousand holes to drill. You leave at night, come back in the morning. They're they're hanging in the morning, you know, that floor, it makes it that much more efficient than those two people that had to drill all, all day long can now do something else that's a lot smarter. So I don't know that it'll ever get rid of all of our work, but the work that sucks, that repetitive, painful work that's up now gets, you know, a, a robot does that perfectly. Oh, yeah. yeah listen, uh, you know, you know, talking about the shifting, my kid went to Boeing. He thought he was going to do the five to two shift or six to two, whatever it was. And there was another guy that they hired and he was having kids. He was, hey, I'm gonna have to get up early anyway. Would you like to take my shift? He goes, what shift are you? He goes, oh, I'm two to 10. He goes, oh yeah, man. I don't have to get up in the morning. I can go out after my shift. I mean, you know, and they're still doing the same thing. You know, they're, they're working on the planes. You know, they're coming in, they're coming out. And you know, it, uh, so, you know, that whole shift thing, it's uh, some people wanna get up early. Some people wanna get out late. Hey, you're keeping your employees happy. You know, that's the, that's the name of the game to keep them, you know, you know, because the last thing you want to do is have someone there and then they leave five months later and they got to retrain someone. You know, it's It's painful. It's painful. How do we find, you know, uh, how do we find ways that work with the people that work with us, right? So that they find their magistry, the stuff that works really, really great with them, the stuff that, you know, they're, they're, the part where they're magical and put them where they belong, right? If they're young guys and want to, stay up late at night and get to work a little later great if they're older guys or, or older whoever whatever whoever they are find spots there's plenty of spots uh throughout it but you couldn't do that before right you know if you did that before you know inevitably you'd go to work on a wall and there'd be a stack of drywall there right and then your whole day was shot because you had to go find somebody to get the forklift and move the, move the drywall and you know today you can have just about enough drywall for the team that's there and they know exactly what they're working on, put the drywall close to where they're at. You know, the stuff that we do today to think way smarter, right? How do you do the steps? And, you know, we did studies uh, over the last couple of years where just locating the porta potties changes. You know, if you put that thing 40 more feet away from where it needs to be for a team, so how do you get? You know, if you have three porta potties on a job site, instead of hanging them all over here, how do you spread them across a job site so the people who need them can get to them quicker and you don't have that half hour uh, worth of time it takes to go get to the toilet, get back to the, you know, now the teams can, you know, would be way more productive than they were before. So I think that that's, uh, uh, you know, what we're seeing is that technology is giving us insight that we didn't have before and tools that uh, make it easier to see things uh, than we did before. You know, the, the project management skills that we had, you, you can only think about so many things at one time. I, as a human, I might be able to only get to, you know, let's say I can get 15 thoughts on a schedule at a time and just think about think 15. As AI comes into place, it can do hundreds, right? It can interact with hundreds of ideas and communicate to, with, with thousands of people simultaneously. You know, the things that we're going to be able to see uh, where, where we're going in, in the business is going to change. You know, it's it's going to be fun because you can't see it from where we are today, the effect that's going to have on the business, because you, you just can't even comprehend it from you know, where we are now. You know, talking about placement, I had a, a nice lady, young, young girl. Uh, she's out in Jersey. She's a flooring installer. 
and she in, in middle school she knew she wanted to work with her hands so she went to tech school and figured out flooring flooring insulation she didn't want to work outside and she wanted to be cold and flooring was inside she goes so that's the route she went so she's on this big apartment building it's like 73 stories i think it was she was telling me anyway the elevator can only lift a thousand pounds but they delivered all this flooring material with the bags that were 2,500 pounds. So she's like four foot 11 and, you know, hundred pounds dripping wet. And she had to freaking move all these freaking bags off the thing. It took her like, you know, and the guy's like, you're going to move all that. So well, who else is going to do it? I, you know? So anyway, there was the thing right there. If they wouldn't just had a little communication that, Hey, the elevator on the site only lifts a thousand pounds. These pallets are 2,500. We need to have them, but she had to undo all the things. And then, you know, so, but what are you going to do, you know? And uh, so it was, uh, but her and her crew, they all know each other, you know, they worked and then they like one floor, boom, boom, boom. And then, uh, you know, what the cool thing was even, even during the roller coaster with the bug, she said that when she was on these projects, if, if someone on one of the other floors, uh, you know, got sick, they didn't have to shut down the project. They would just, that crew would have to take their quarantine, but the rest of, uh, you know, they were tested every day or whatever, and none of them got sick. And so it was really cool how, you know, in a, in a multi-story building, how they, they went about it versus having, you know, having the whole project shut down, depending on what state you were in and, you know, regulations, all that stuff. So, but it was, but it was a really, really cool thing. Just like you said, the porta potty, Hey, the pallet, it's 2,500. The thing only lists thousand. Come on, <laughs> you know, just little it, stuff. It happens that, that story happens a thousand times a day yeah. on every project. And, you know, that's what excites me about where we're going with AI and the, the you know, BIM technology is amazing, right? With, with Revit, BIM, being able to look at things uh, a lot smarter than we ever did before. All the pre, you know, you could see where the labor, you know, I, I had a guy on here the other day who has a robot that ties rebar. Like, like literally, it's a little thing. It's just, you know, it, it imagine on a street crew, right? It's how the millions of little connections between the rebar, right? But, you know, and just there's millions of them, right? And it, it just goes down the thing, yeah. right? It takes that crappy ass. That's a tough job. I mean, bent over all day long, bending rebar is not easy work. And now it, it takes that same job and moves it to, um, you know, the setup. Right, it moves it into the project management side of it, where the best technicians that run those are people who did rebar work, who understand it uh, better, the logic of it, and they're the you know that now they went from bent back breaking to more of a technical job where it's a lot less physical, a lot safer. Right now, the bot does the work, but the guy who knows the most about rebar actually does a great job of setting it up. So now he, they move him over to a, a much safer job. And that should, to me, should be the example that we look at. For those folks that are afraid of where technology is going to, yeah, by the way, I, I, I'm afraid, right? I'm, I'm 53, and sometimes I look at these young guys and think to myself, man, am I going to be outclassed? How fast is it before I become irrelevant? And the, you know, keeping up, keeping up with technology and things are moving, just trusting that we always have, right? The world is always taking care of us. All the stuff that's happening right now really serves us serves us well, and it will make our lives safer and smarter. We may we may bang up a couple of, uh, bang up a couple, against a couple of things that mess us up, but ultimately, you know that job of bending rebar becoming a tech job is a great example. You know, I talking about rebar. I had a guy called Sam the Concrete Man out of Denver has seventy franchises. Anyway, he said that you know you know rebar. I said yeah, I've seen it plenty of times. He goes, yeah, now there's a new product that comes in that's going to replace rebar and make it so much easier. And, you know, and, and once again, here's a guy old school, you know, started the one location and then, you know, bought the franchise and the company. And now they have this other. So it's amazing product innovation, thinking out of the box, how you can make things easier. You know, every day it just gets, you know, here, here's a little thing. Like I used to send out my uh, reports. Like I would send you the general contractor survey, the project and you'd have to fill it out on the thing. So you know what I did this year? You know, my circulation, I found out my circulation thing. I can do all these forms right online. So I don't have to read hieroglyphics. So, so I started doing it with the engineer. I did it with the roofing report. Then I, I have engineering coming up. So this guy, one of the engineers wrote me, he goes, David, love the new format. Oh my God, no typos. And, and this is awesome. Plus, all I have to do is download it 
shoot it to my, my, my artist and he flows it. He doesn't have to key it. He doesn't do after any of that stuff. And then proofing, it, it, it takes me like two seconds because everything's already been keyed by the other client. I don't have to guess. Is that a six or a seven on his uh, dollar or whatever? So it was just one of those things. So now I'm going to, I'm going to list all the, I have a girl that lays them out, put the form, I'm going to put them all out, you know, on the new site, you know, when it gets up there and, uh, uh, it, uh, you know, it, just little things like that. You, you don't think about it, you know, but David, it, it's the technology will, uh, for every for everything that people are afraid of will dramatically change make our lives better right our lives have continuously gotten better uh sometimes it doesn't feel that way you know i i, I hey, by the way my brain is jurassic park right i mean i don't always feel that way i and i have to kind of tune into looking around going yeah actually I'm doing pretty darn good. Life is doing pretty darn good. Uh, you know, uh, when I was in Dubai, watching people with all those bags going, look, no matter who they were, they were all carrying, ten, you know, 10 bags. And I was like, this is, they're all doing pretty good. So, David, I, um, you know, I love you and I talking. You know, it's uh, we, we've, been, we've been doing this for a long time together, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, a long time, right? And as we keep evolving as men, uh, we keep evolving as businesses. You know, uh, I'm grateful to have you on. Oh, look at that. Look at that ad over there. Like that, that, that's a good-looking construction company right there. Yeah, CDO, look them up, you know? There you go. Nicely hey, done. This right here was the last magazine that I printed over my 20 some odd years. This was April of uh, August of 2021. White Castle had their biggest store ever that I, that I featured. Anyway, this was the last issue that I printed. You know what the amazing thing is? Now I'm 100% digital. I just placed an order for uh, you know my cover feature from last month and a couple other people. Still people want to get, so I had this print on demand. I can send the issue. How many do you want? Blah, blah, blah. A little pricey, but you, they'll, they'll look just like this. And um, you know, it, you can still get the print copy if you want it. And, uh, you know, so it's, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's an amazing, amazing thing, you know, uh, you know, just technology in itself. I mean, I was a print face-to-face -face guy and I'm digital, digital, uh, virtual right now. How hard was that? How hard was it? I mean, let me just do, unwind this one, right? I, I, I was going to wrap up, but I, let me unwind this. Cause I think this is something that's the evolution, right? The, ch the continuous change that it took to go from, Oh my God! Now I'm I'm here. Now I'm going to a, now I'm going to a digital format rather than the. I mean, what would, I mean? At well, first I was it, lucky because I I had a digital magazine, so I had it for a long time. But I but I, but I ignored it. It was kind of like a second, you know, it's like a stepchild, you know, second, you know, second class citizen. You know, I had it just so if anybody wanted to see it, they could have it there, and I had all this content on there. But when, you know, listen, February of January and February of 2020. I did my 10th anniversary. You were in Jacksonville. You know, we did the brew tour. We went right go-kart racing. We did the tour of the Jacksonville Stadium. That was a nice that event. That was fun. That was fun. You know, nice little hotel in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, people got to do some stuff. I did my first cocktail party. And then, you know, everything got shut down in March. I was fighting with my printer. Oh, my God. Half my circulation's been laid off. The offices are closed. or They've been furloughed. I'm going to waste all this money on it. You know, oh, David, your economy's a scale. You know, when the press is going, it's not done cost that much. And I, so I bit the bullet, I, I printed it, and then I sat back and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to wait two months? I'm bi monthly. And, you know, so my artist later, we had a power and like, let's go monthly. We already had our Domino's feature done. And uh, then I found out I had all, you know, 15, 16,000 pages of content that I already had done on the, on the web. We put this code on our site. Now I've become almost like a data subscription service. You've seen it. It's That's unbelievable great. about the amount of projects that, that are going on. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I had 28 million people hit our website last year. 28 million. And they're not all bots because I have the code on there. I know who's coming. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, you know, I did a dossier. I don't know if you looked at your dossier that I sent the other day. They were all multi-million dollar projects. So I had yeah. this, con I had, I, I'm not going to say who it was. I had a con, one of my advertisers come back to me, David, some of those projects are bigger than our entire company. I said, <laughs> dude, you got to think big. Okay. Sorry. If you don't think big, you know, I can put a bunch of small projects in there. I just picked the ones. The biggest thing is, is it shows that these big guns that are spending, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on these projects are visiting my site and they're consuming content, which means you should, you should send me stuff. 
so I can post it up there. And while they're consuming, they can think about you. And they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket. They're going to they're going to shop it around because, you know, competition makes the world go around. And, you know, so I, I went to my co-guy and I sent him, him the email after I go, do, do, do you see this? And I, I went back to him. I said, first, I went back to him. I said, hey, I'll, I'll try to make put some smaller projects on there for you. But, you know, I really don't, you know, because I pick them. And, uh, you know, I want to put a couple of retail, a couple of restaurant, healthcare, I'll put a fat, you know, but diverse. And, uh, and they all need roofing, they all need flooring, they all need a little project management, they all need, you know, they need all those things. So then I went back to them again and said, hey, remember, I know you're a seasoned professional, but they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket. Then later I thought about it and I was like, why would he even think that? So I went back to him a third time. I said, just one other thing, food for thought. You should think big. If you don't think big, you're not going to, you're not going to, you, you, you got to always think big. You have to just, you know, look at Elon Musk. He just, he's thinking big. Okay. How am I going to get this electric car? How, how am I going to get SpaceX? How am I going to buy Twitter? How am I going to, how am I going to do all this stuff? If he, if he thought small, he's thinking big. He's thinking like gigantic. All you people think big. You never know. You never know. Absolutely. Go. The bigger we can dream, the more, the bigger, by the way, that's, that's the problem with being, uh, you know, the leader, right? I, I have to continuously make my vision and see things bigger than ever before. If I'm trying to, you know, there's folks that were like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to keep growing. I don't want to go. I'm like, stop. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you're in this business, if you're in the construction world, development world, and you're not growing the technology that your people use the, from the day you meet a client to the day that you turn it over and, and the way you follow up with groups and, and the maintenance that you do, if you're not looking at every part of that and trying to implement technology across the board, you're going to be outclassed quickly because there are, there are people that are working 24 hours a day, seven days a week to get smarter at it than we are. And it's, it's the chase that w wakes me up in a It was what inspires me. It's like, look, there's some young guy out there trying to run a construction business with a lot more technology than I am. And their whole goal is to, you know, look, and that makes them a lot more nimble. Right, it takes a lot less weight off. They can they can communicate to more subcontractors. They can project manage better. They can follow up and see the vision of it better. They can paint the picture with their subs better, which makes everybody in the job site more efficient. So, as we do this, if we're not if we're not thinking big and continuously pushing ourselves to grow, it is uh, it's a foolish it's a foolish place to be. And David, you're always thinking big. I I love it. Your your growth and the stuff that you do. Uh, it's fun. It's fun having you as a partner. If people want to come see your magazine, uh, put the coordinates in there. Okay. If you CCR, that's Charlie Charlie Robert, a hyphen or a small dash, and then Mag MichaelAppleGeorge.com. CCR-Mag.com. We send out 125,000 issues. I got the CEO of Stuckey's coming up. So if you ever been on the road. You probably went in there to use the bathroom and bought some, you know, uh, so there you go. Stephanie Stuffy, Stucky, she's going to be on the cover. And, uh, but we love, listen, you got any projects? If you have anything, I look at everything. I actually will come back to you, uh, you know, and I post, I'll send you the link. I ask you to share it. And uh, uh, I'm always looking at, it's like, I always tell people, if you want to win the lottery, you got to buy a ticket. Don't try to it can't win. You don't send me something I can't look at. I can't find a place for it. You never know what might end up in digital link or, real link and uh, you know content's king everybody and con data is just addicting people get they you know <laughs> it, it's just it's it's insane you see yeah. stuff how they're doing it and uh uh and i'm seeing some really cool stuff that's out there it you know it you should see some of the stuff that I come in that you know i uh, you know i'm like hmm, that's interesting you know that i can't wait for this to, you know to come to you know fruition so I'm getting ready to go down to uh, Hilti down there and play in their R&D department down in Texas. And I can't wait to go down. They got all their new cool toys that are coming out. All the, I mean, the power tools and the stuff they've got coming out are, it's changing the business, right? We, this business, you know, what's fun about construction is it's been archaic for a thousand years. We, we you know, Coliseum and Boston markets were built with the same technology. I swear it was. I mean, they're, I mean, maybe we had to excel and they didn't have that when they built the Coliseum, but it wasn't much, it wasn't much brighter. It was literally carry heavy crap over, bang on it. And, you know, we built a Boston market, but you know, today what's coming, the 
technology and stuff that we're using, it's all that, you know, since BIM happened, it really excelled this business so much faster. And, you know, the digital world can now see it. And now what's, what's really coming in there with the metaverse, all the stuff that's coming with metaverse, all that stuff. And you and I will get into some future shows. I get people all hyped up on what's coming for the metaverse. Uh, you know, every brand's hunting down that. And it's like, what does it mean? And what, what should I be doing? Uh, there's a lot of stuff to go there. Uh, blockchain technology entering the field. So it, there's a lot of great stuff to happen. David, you and I will talk forever because we'll, we'll never stop. And uh, I love you, mother. I, brother, I love you. Thanks for being on the show. And as always, it's a lot of fun. We'll keep doing this together. And uh, th thanks a lot. Hey, we appreciate it. And uh, all you out there, listen, we're in Q2. Before you know, it's going to be summer and then uh, holidays. 2022 is going to be over. Everything happens every day. It's, it, it's politically business. I mean, it, it, the, the information is just flying. I can't even... I can't even uh, you know, keep my, my eye on the thing. All I know is I get up in the early in the morning and before I know it, I'm posting at night and then my wife's got to go to bed, you know, and then I got to get up and do it every day over, you know, but I stay positive, got to laugh, got to have fun and, uh, and uh, tools with any kind, if you have the right tools, you can do anything. Soon it'll be with the right robot, you can do anything. You know, you know what this one, the girl I had on my podcast, she goes, I have a tool room that, you know, Bosch would just love, you know, because I've got every time thing. I you know I grew up with my father. He thought he was a weekend warrior and whatever and blah blah blah. And I have, you know, and I said, yeah, I still have my rector set when I grew up. And you know, I built always building stuff with my hands all the time. So with the right tools, you can do anything. You know, you gotta learn how to use them, you know. But it's it's an exciting, you know, it's an exciting time. And uh, I know it, I'm so glad the last few years are kind of behind us. Uh, the light, you know, it's basically the lights in the tunnel outside the tunnel and uh you know things are getting back to normal and it's you know it's good to see people getting out to the shows um i like the virtual world still i don't know if i'm coming back or not who knows i, I might be the only one standing in the virtual that's okay with me you're coming you know? back i know i i put hybrid on my ad for my for my summit but i am i am going to bring my cocktail parties back so uh that'll be the first thing i do and uh, i think i'm doing one in columbus uh in next month and uh or in june that'll be my first one that we do and uh we'll do one here in atlanta and uh do one in chicago come on come do one over here we need to see all right listen i love you brother commercial construction commercial construction renovation magazine go look it up right now david corson the magician is get him some info get him on the mag get on this magazine uh follow up with him i love you david we'll catch up with you have another show on you uh, have another show again Thanks, now, bro. All you deal alums, go Pios. Let's be Providence this weekend, all right? Come on, man. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montategi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.